Hello and welcome to Perilous Pursuits, a live D&D podcast where a bunch of us nerdy-ass friends sit around a Zoom call and play D&D. Tonight we follow a fledgling group heading north into Icewind Dale. Warning, some content may not be suitable for all audiences. Well, maybe I should start a bit of recapping while we wait for Spencer. Um, due to some technical difficulties of not pushing a button, uh, we lost an episode last week. (coughs) And, uh, we found our adventures entering the tourmaline mine or tourmaline mine. Uh, they went through the first level, uh, looking for gems again, uh, finding some clues, I believe Ponto found a small figurine um, in the workbench area. They proceeded down to the second level. Um, when they got to the second level, there was dust and footprints everywhere. They found a single set of tracks heading to the east and multiple sets heading to the west. Pont- uh, Ponto and Maximus, I believe they went to go investigate the ones on the east and a terrible aberration that was hiding up top attacked Maximus. Um, It was grotesque with tendrils and a large brain bulbous uh, body with a beak at the end of it with no eyes. Uh, It attacked Maximus and Ponto and uh, through some great efforts and heroics from Maximus and smoke as they did a double team to make smoke jump up and attack the grell, uh, to knock it down. And then through, uh, Quincy and Yeti and others, uh, involved, they managed to, uh, fell the beast and, uh, slay the grell. Uh, but not before it let out a gut-wrenching scream as Ponto rolled on the ground, uh, taking a bit of damage and slowly uh, losing his mind, so to speak. Um, after a minute or two, they, um, they took a short rest. Uh, Ponto got his senses back, and they found some more gems, which I think they mined there in the second level as well. Uh, it was Maximus and Smoke again. Uh, I don't think Ponto helped. Maybe he did. I can't remember. Um, in that time, Quincy decided that after all that action, he needed to pee and decided to fill the bucket, so to speak, or at least in his case, try and fill the bucket uh, that goes between the first and second level and peed everywhere all over it. So that'll be a fun task to get through without... Um, getting your boots dirty on the way back up as they proceeded past the buckets they came upon two kobolds and uh, they attacked smoke right away and um, yeti transformed into a giant ice spider approaching them and scaring them off as they scuttled away uh, with great haste Um, they ran away and into the tunnels and scuttled away Um, the party frantically uh went to go and see what is happening um they came down around the tunnel to the to the north eventually and then down a set of stairs 
to the, the lowest level of the mine, uh, they proceeded to, uh, Yeti proceeded to scuttle along the walls. Ponto had this mechanical iguana arms pop up in these hovers. Uh, well, we'll see what happens because Spencer just tried to log in. Oh, 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 it's going to work. It's going to work. Um, so we are just recapping as you join us, Spencer. Um, we, Ponto, continue to explore some of the paths. Um, they came to this one section where they met a cobalt uh, speaking very fluent common, and uh, the party met Trex. Um, a kobold speaking fluent common with a, a raggedy kind of like rickety white sheeted kind of looks like dragon wings but uh, a satchel over his side and uh, he was speaking quite eloquently and tried to convince the party that uh, they meant no harm they were they they scared off the miners uh, this perpetual uh, winter has dulled their senses and they are looking for heat. Um, the party engaged in some conversation. No decisions were met. Um, there was one funny bit of business with Quincy. Um, Quincy kind of got the chills from tracks. Something about not everything being right and something about himself as well. Um, Maximus, when he reached out and grabbed Trex's shoulders, had a sudden chill go down his spine, and the hair stood on the back of his neck. Almost like he's had the same sensation before. Um, one maybe of when Sephic uh, departed from his body. And um, there we have the beginning of this episode where the party is engaged with Trex. Hands up, a bunch of other mangy kobolds behind him as they try and parlay with the group to take them back to Tourmaline and hopefully get some work here in the mines that they can continue to live in this warm area while the winter rages on the outside, so to speak. So with that, if everybody is logged into D or uh, roll 20, uh, we're still waiting for Mike. I was going to say we're still waiting for smoke, but we're not waiting for smoke. All right. I have to change smokes. Yeah. Can you change the permission so I can move them? I will. So Smoke has positioned himself behind Trex. Um, I added some icons to make it easier for everybody. Trex is in front and there's a bunch of kobolds scattered behind. Uh, Maximus was a little bit farther forward uh, being talking to Trex himself. Um, we find the group there. Uh, I believe Maximus, you were, you kind of had like your hand on his shoulder and you like touched his shoulder and like an unnerving sensation kind of like shot through your body 
hair on the back of your neck stood up, chills going down your back. And that's where we find our fledgling group here today. So, Maximus, Trex has huh? got his hands up. He's like, oh, I, well, I'm sorry, but I, honestly, we just need some shelter and it's going to be just fine. Yeah, I kind of forget the exact moment that we we kind of cut split. off rates when you put your hand on his shoulder and you had this sensation go over you. Um, and then you know you made an insight check and you know something is up with um, Trex. Uh, I'll give it just because we didn't record last week's episode. We will get um, Maximus, Smoke, Ponto. Whereas Ponto's pretty far behind. Just Maximus and Smoke and maybe Quincy to make a... Because it doesn't was Ponto in the cavern as well? Was he engaged in this conversation or was he kind of off to the side? Um no, everybody else was a little bit more more concerned and Ponto, like we were hired to go and clear the mine, so this talking is sort of irritating Ponto because you know it's time to fight. So we will get um, Quincy and Maximus and Smoke. I guess Yeti, you were up there too. You can make one um, an inside check as well using your actual stats, not your spider form stats. So Hello. you guys would want to make an inside check. Thirteen. Smoke rolled a 13 too. I got a five. Okay. Um, Yeti, what did you roll? 12. 12. Um, so Quincy and Smoke. Smoke being behind him, like these rickety wings that are, are on his back and this bag that he's got tucked across his, his side. The bag looks odd to you, Smoke. Like, it doesn't really fit. His rest of his clothes are quite nice. The wings are just ramshackled together. But this bag, something's up with this bag. Quincy, I think you rolled a 13 as well. Yeah. Something in your mind is telling you that not everything he is saying is true. His words of like eloquence and, and just his beautiful form of speech compared to all the other kobolds. Something's not quite right. The fact that he demands the kobolds to speak common in front of him instead of draconic. Something, something is like, there's something connecting there and you're and you're not quite making the whole leap 
something, something is, is sparked in your mind that you can tell that not everything is what it seems. Uh, Quincy's going to I guess it doesn't have any material components Uh, Quincy's going to cast Charm Person on him So that's a uh, DC 14 Wisdom Saving Throw Oh yeah because Kobolds are super smart <laughs> yeah no he does not save so you see Trex kind of is like uh, you guys this, uh, honestly this was uh, we, we meant no harm with the miners but um you and you can just see him kind of just like just kind of like his hands are up but you just see his head drop a bit as you see the spell take effect. Uh, uh, what brought you you fellas down here in the first place there, my, uh, my dear friend? Um, sorry, I'm just typing in charm person so I can make sure I know what it does. Um, charm you'll person. You'll see his hands. Yeah, it's fine. I just looked it up. It's all good. I just wanted to see how long it lasted. That's all. So. Um, you see his hands up. He's like, well, I, we were got ambushed by a yeti out by Kevin's Cairn. Um, we came and found this mine. It's a little bit of warmth, and, and the miners fled at the side of us. We, we never harmed any of them. Um, we used to have one more, but um, that's, that's all I can really tell you. We, we came here to escape the cold. I mean, are you planning to stand around here, or, 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 or what's your plans? And you can kind of see, like, Trex's face is kind of, like, twitching and shuddering a bit. Almost like something inside him is just not quite there. And and you can see the other the other kobolds are skittering and and, and and moving around and they're like, "What's wrong, Trex? No, Trex, Trex, what's wrong? You don't talk like that." And you can hear them bickering and chattering. And Trex is just you can almost smoke from your angle over top. You can see kind of his head like just like twitch and shudder and in a very odd directions at, at times, almost kind of very in, insect-like, but not quite like like he's fighting something inside him. And he says, well, we're just trying, like I said, we, as long as it's cold out there, we need someplace warm. Um, the oh, winter just dulls our senses. You seem to be having some difficulties there, young feller. Is there something uh, awry with you? Uh, well, uh, maybe it's just the cold, but maybe it's just me. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, oh, I just, oh, oh well, I really, you can see Trex is just like, just 
kind of like really dipping in and out. His eyes, his head is bobbing. His eyes are blinking and he's really what I'd like is to maybe go to Tourmaline itself and find someone. Uh, Yeah, in mind there, young fella. Um... Uh, I'm going to roll a dice for that. <laughs> so far, this new set of dice has been unkind to me. <laughs> um, you see Trex's face is, is he's fighting. You can see his teeth are, are like bare and he's, he's gritting his teeth like he's fighting to try and not answer this question. And you get the feeling, Quincy, that you are something is definitely inside him from your arcane experience. You feel like something is trying to gain access to something else. You feel like maybe Trex is possessed. Can I try to use my telepathic speech to try and talk to him in his head and see if there's a difference? (laughs) Give me an arcana check. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) I don't think this is in the DMG. (laughs) No, this is this is this is just good. That's great playing. That's yeah. great role playing. I got a three. Oh. Um. I will give you this by extending your mental telepathy out to Trex. You get the same sudden sensation like a cold wash of air has worn down your robes and down your back almost to the same effect that Maximus had that you didn't know about. You feel the same unnerving sensation, almost like if another presence is pushing and like trying to resist. And like, you feel like the duality there, like you didn't quite connect to tracks himself, but whatever maybe is inside, that's what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, is there something in your head there, uh, Trex? And you see Trex, like, after his head being down, and, and he's kind of like, you can, it's a labored speech almost. And you see Trex's head snap up. And he's just like fully focuses on Quincy. And he's like, well, uh, funny, you should be the one to ask. Since you might be in the same boat as me. I haven't been in a boat in a while. I was hoping to go down to tilt on the boat. Yeah. And you see Trax is like, you can see his body moving and 
Maximus, you're right in front of this. And this is like, you're kind of doing the back and forth and you're like, what is Maximus doing? Cause I can see that smoke is like, he's positioned himself behind, but Maximus, you are like front row three feet away from this guy's face. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just a little bit worried that, uh, that Quincy is, is like too into this guy or like, there's some connection that's going on here. I kind of got put my arm out and hold Quincy back. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, it's there's a little um I'll I'll take it from here. Um Trex uh is there someone else uh, here that we could talk to? Someone else who was um, in charge? You see uh, Trex is like focused still on Quincy and he kind of like snaps his head. Quincy, you were about to say something? Oh, I was just about to say that the charm person only works on my character. So it would not affect his, his attitude yeah. towards the other characters. Yeah, and you see like just him snap from Quincy straight over to Max. It's, well, uh, it's no problem here. We just, like I said, we need a bit of warmth and, and the mines were nice. That's why we went down here. This is no problem at all. And you see the sudden like 90 degree shift of his voice from like something like that it was commanding to just more pleasantry and kind of, oh, well, this is no problem at all. Right. I, 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 it's coming back to me now. Um, you said that you would be willing to work for the the miners and, and in exchange for and maybe uh, carving out some caverns to live in for the warmth. Oh, well, as long as we can get some shelter and, and, and some food from, you know, the town, that would be most, most amicable. We can live a little bit in this cave and, you know, eat, eat some of the, regular creatures that are down here, some spiders and whatnot, but um, hey. we just <laughs> you're a spider, you can't say hey. I say hey in spider language. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure that uh, I could arrange uh, with the other miners uh, for you to have some space. Um, but I, I'm really interested in, in finding out who else is here in the mine. Oh, well, it's just us folk. Uh, we're we're at the bottom. There's, well, not really the bottom. I mean, you can go down that thing, but whoever goes down that doesn't come back. As he points over into, like, the central cavern that just goes down. <coughs> but it's just, it's just us here. It's just me and and, and, and some of my other cobalt brethren that we fled from uh calvin's uh calvin's cairn and we just uh we we sought out some warmth and and this is what we found um maximus uh, correct uh, if if you would maybe uh take us back uh to the uh to the uh, uh, termaline um then we'd be most amicable uh, that that works for me and you see uh, 
Trex turn his vision to Quincy next and lock eyes. And um, Quincy, can you give me a constitution save? Mic down. 18. Um, so you see almost like behind uh, Trex's eyes, like something flutter and try and and peer into your mind as well. You have the strange sensation that you just tried to have some of your thoughts read. You know know it failed because you, you felt the mental push into your mind as you... You, you realize what has happened and in that sensation um, you felt your own thoughts and then also maybe something else as well and that force helped you resist and push out this attempt and, and I'm well aware that it was him doing oh, this yeah you saw the flicker of the eyes you didn't see his hands move but you saw the eye movement and the flicker of maybe something arcane uh, what's what what's up here uh, what, what are you trying to do and then you're, you see his hands kind of droop you're, again you're poking head. around in my head that's my job and then uh, you hear the voice kind of drifting down only seems fair since you've been in mine it's not nice to pry Who are you? I was once like you. And you see tracks take like a stumbling step forward away from smoke, pushing into Maximus like he's going forward towards Quincy. Quincy's going to step back. I'll step between if I can. Yeah, you'll kind of like shuttle your butt. Yep. Your butt. And growl. What does Maximus and Smoke do? Uh, Maximus is going to hold Smoke back. Like, obviously, well, Smoke cares behind. for his elders. Smoke, and yeah, Smoke's smoke probably going to yeah. get right up in his face. So I'm, I'm like holding Smoke back. So, yeah, Smoke would have definitely kind of like not swiped, but like kind of like just like was on top of him. And then Maximus mm-hmm. comes up. He's like, just. Just give me, give it a second, give it a yeah, second. Just like, hold on a this. second there, big just guy. Just hold on. And you see him take a stumbling step forward. You, you are still young. And uh, he, let's see what Trex does. That's still. Not what I wanted to roll, but that's fine. Um, you see Trex take another stumbling step forward, and you can see the spell of Charm Person is still actively there because you, Quincy, you, you are becoming fully aware that there is something else in Trex at this point. The, the, the questions, the, the questioning from him and the questioning of you and the prying in his mind, no cobalt that is in a mine itself is 
going to have access to that kind of magic. He's He's got something in his head. I say to the rest of the party. The spider thinks of something hey. really witty to say. Can, can Ponto just attack now? Well, Ponto's kind of like, after all of this, kind of Ponto's probably shifted into the back. He's like, what is so, going on? So Ponto's, Ponto's made his way to about 20 feet away from him. Yeah. Um, my passive insight and perception is not super high, so I wouldn't pretend that I would pick up on a lot of the like weirdness of it, but there, I, I feel like Ponta would pick up on some of the like focus being on Quincy. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to attempt to do is Toxel's going to stealth. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe he's a little bit distracted and Toxel rolled a 19 on stealth. Yeah. I mean, Toxel like suddenly kind of like, like sort of like crawling up on the ceiling, sort of like spidering it around, yeah, and then come up, and I want him to like land on the dragon wings, yeah, and then Ponto's going to start tinkering around with his vambrace a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna cast identify through Toxel. Oh, interesting. So it takes a minute. Yeah. So this, so this would have been you would have been like you would have saw like Toxel crawling up and then just like <laughs> drop maybe on smoke and then kind of like leap onto the back of to- like tracks because he's got hands up and he's kind of like starting to walk yeah. forward and he's yeah. you can see his head ducking and turning and shifting. So Pondo thinks something weird is happening, but doesn't entirely know it, but. Um, casting identify on a person would let me know if there is a spell affecting the person at all. There is not a spell affecting the person. Apart from uh, charm, but yeah. Yeah, you would would know he's under the charm spell. I don't think it would identify who did the charming, but no, I I was just like if if there was a, if it was a spell to possess him or something, maybe that would give Ponto the lead to do it. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I think the identify spell would have would have just got the information that you've got. Like there's a charm person spell, other than. Roll an Arcana check. We'll see how good your Identify works. I feel like Identify is way too powerful for a first level spell for what it can and cannot do. Uh, 13. I feel like you would know like the spell would be pushed in and you could see maybe Trex would just snap at it and he's and he came maybe bats it off of his back and maybe when Toxal gets smacked by Trex some of that identify connection gives you the sensation like something is inside his body controlling him I think that would be what you would get out of that identify spell okay 
um, with talks all on his back. Uh, you see Trex's hands are still up and you kind of see his one hand kind of like motion and do some movements and you see all of the kobolds behind him kind of just like pop into attention and they're all focused right now like really intently focused on what is about to happen and you see see Trex take one more step why do you walk away uh I've answered your questions. Quincy starts getting nervous and he pulls out his little blue pill case and he starts (laughs) fiddling with it and he drops the pill on the floor and steps on it and then he he picks it up and it's just powder and he goes like this and uh, casts sleep on the cobalt's behind. Okay. Tracks. Sure. Uh, How many hit points do you got? Uh, let me look up this spell here. Uh, while while uh, this is happening, after Ponto got sort of that feeling from it, uh, he's going to telepathically tell Maximus, I don't think that this is going to go well. I think this is going to turn real fast real soon. Where does it say how, how many to roll? Uh, roll 5d8. Yeah. And hearing this, I'll just try and like calm the situation. I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, guys! Settle down now. Settle down. We can we can work this out. Uh, there's enough room in this cave for everyone." Fifteen hit points. That was shit. Wow. Five d eight. Fifteen. Five d eight. You got fifteen. A Must two, be a three, an eight, oh. and a one, and a one. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's awful, man. One of them blinks an extra second longer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be generous and I'll give you one at least, Mike. That's awful. Well, Cobalt's only have like five hit points each, don't they? Not these Cobalts. Okay. (laughs) Fuck. We're screwed. Uh, So I'll give you the one up front. Kind of, you can see. He's, he's intently looking, and then you kind of see him just kind of like slump and just hit the side. And you can see he's like leaning against the wall, and it, we will mark that one right there as napping. Okay. Um, that was shit. As, as Maximus tries to cool off the situation, I'm going to telepathically again, Maximus, I think there's something wrong with this one. We... We might be able to swing a deal with the rest of the kobolds, but there's something wrong with this one. You should, uh, you should back Trex up. Trex is, is like moving forward, kind of like hurrying. So his I pace believe a uh, is sleep a concentration or a charm person? Because I don't see where it says concentration on oh, these just spells. Give me a second, I'll ask. I'll look it up. Um, it should have like a C beside. Yeah, it. I don't see it on either one of those spells. So. I don't think charm person is. I'm not sure about sleep. I would assume charm person is. So would I. So. Um. Companions are fighting it in So you or your companions are do something harmful. Charm creature grudges friends. Creature 
It doesn't say it's concentration. Yeah, and it doesn't say sleep is either, so. Really? Hmm. Not that I can see unless I'm blind. No, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think either one of those are. It's spelled in sleep. So, yeah, you see the one kind of start to bob and weave and, and you kind of see Trex, his hands are up and he's walking forward and he's like, that's not very friendly. Looks like we might be eating again tonight, boys. And you see the kobolds in the back all raise their crossbow that they've had stored. And I think we should probably roll initiative here. Mike, what have you done? What have I done? This was going so well. Was it? I don't think at any point in time this has been going well. <laughs> As a player, I'm like, uh, 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 a, voice, uh, a voice in the distance says, didn't we ask them to drop their weapon? Yeah. They backed up. We got no proof and, of that. And uh, picked up their crossbows because you dro they dropped their weapons and they went back to the back of the caves because you saw hand motions being made by Trex. Okay, Max, initiative score. Maximus. Okay, initiative 14. 14. Smoke. 12. 12. Yeti got 10. Fanto? 15. 15. Quincy? 10. 10. You want uh, regular kobolds and super kobolds? Is that good? Uh, yeah, we'll do do two groups so that the kobolds will we'll group, make them into two groups. Okay. And um, wow, of course, now the dice are picking up. Um, 21 for one of the groups and 12 Oof. for the other. And, and the Super Cobalt will be. What's his name? Trex, T R E X. Trex, okay. yep. And he Trex got a 17. Okay. Everyone can see that initiative now? I hope. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Just going to organize my tabular windows so I can flip between them. I realized um, that not linking the tokens to the initiative works way better because that's what caused people not to be able to see it. Ah, interesting. If the players don't have that exact token on the screen, they can't see the turn on. So, where is the super cobalt? I think he oh, was there's tracks. This guy Never here, isn't he? got it. Yep, yep. So we'll do the two groups as in like uh, two in the back and then two, we'll split them left and right in the cavern going horizontal. And then when, if sleeping Cobalt wakes up, um, we'll put, we'll roll for it and see which one he goes into. Um, so you see what is right. Yep. That'll work. Right. Um, so you see the blue Cobalt's uh, they, they kind of notice this, they kind of like shout, tracks, tracks, get them, let's get them. And they both uh, pull out their crossbow and they'll take each take a shot 
probably one at actually no they'll both go into the uh the giant spider thinking that's probably the most threatening thing fuck that um <laughs> <laughs> That is a, I have to think now, proficiency is, we'll call it a two. So a 13 and the other one will hit with a 23. Yep, and 13 misses. 13 misses? Okay, perfect. So you will take um, six points of piercing damage as the bolt flies out of the crossbow. And uh, you see that cobalt at the back. Uh, got him, boss. I got him. And uh, the other one skitters wide and hits the cavern coming out. As you see, they're, they're frantically looking behind to grab another bolts and to see if they've got other things packed away into the tunnels here. Um, that is their turn. And now we are on to, oh gosh, we're on to tracks. Um Trex is uh, he'll he'll still be looking at trying to see Quincy in the corner. He'll be like, "You, you need to come here." <sighs> and you kind of see something shudder, and uh, Trex just lam- lambers forward and just like tries to like grapple the spider oddly, um, but like tries to like maybe just shift through the spider. Uh, he's going to make a strength check to see if he can just push through the uh, spider. No, he won't. Um, so the spiders, like, your legs are out there, Yeti, and uh, and they're holding, holding kind of like one is up on the wall a bit and one is the other trying to just hold back Trex. And, and you can see that Trex is adamant on getting at Quincy. Um something about this spell has has taken taken hold of uh trex's mind and focused it upon quincy and that's his turn and then we will be on to ponto and maximus you will be on deck so toxal is just just beside Trex, just kind of like off on the side, because I think he batted him off, but he's yeah. right in the vicinity. Yeah, I figured once he batted him off, Toxol would have like scurried up onto the wall and sort of mm-hmm. not not been like right there. Um, with a Maximus and a spider in the way, does Ponto have a clear shot at anything? I mean, you can see or th- like under the spider a bit, but I <laughs> mean, on the if rocks. you're trying to like um, I'm cast very tall something, if you're trying to cast something, you probably have like visual, but because you're like kind of looking underneath and, and moving your head, but if you're trying to like shoot through, I don't know, there's a lot of bodies in that little tight tunnel. Yeah, it was the worst that could happen. Ponto, in his vast battle experience, grabs his trusty sling, a rock off of the ground, and that's a 19 to hit Trex. Yeah, that definitely hits Trex. Absolutely. For three points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then Ponta will bonus action uh, <coughs> get Toxal to to warm up and get ready to shoot. And he will open up his mouth and shoot out a ball bearing for a 14 to hit. Um, I don't think that hits him. Nope, that does not hit him. You see the ball bearing as, as Trex is adamant on the air. He hears the whirring in his head snaps over and just dodges out of the way as it goes in front of him. Is it going sliding off? And then Toxel will sort of scurry along the wall and go over behind Quincy. Okay. And we are uh, everything for your turn. Perfect. Yes. Maximus, you're up. Uh, Smoke, you're on deck after the kobolds. Okay, Maximus uh, can see that this guy, uh, he's hes made an attack, he's hostile. Well, you um, definitely know the kobolds behind, but like Trax is very focused on Quincy, like he's almost desperate to get over there. For yeah. He's not like physically hostile, but you can see the intent in his focus, like to try, he's trying to get there. He's consumed with the moment that he must get there but he already had an action and he's hostile yeah he he you saw him try and push away this giant spider and uh yeah maximus i know that you don't get people much but this is a bad situation you're not really a people person yeah i mean (laughs) you know the kobolds behind him are hostile you know that Tracks made hand signals and you saw him try and push through the ice spider, but he has not, he is yeah, none of this has made sense to you, Maximus, but the chill that you've had since you've touched him has not left your your thought process, so you would probably assume nothing good is going to come from this. All right, then I'm going to I'm going to say to uh, Trax, because we, we, we had dialogue going. Like I had yeah. a conversation with him. Yep. Um, Yet you've heard two different versions of Trax. Right. And so I'm going to say to Trax, Trax, uh, you know what the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer is? And before you can answer, I'll yep. say class. Oh, no. And I'm going to cast cast Tasha's hideous laughter. Okay. What does he have to make? He's got to make a wisdom save. Okay. Uh, uh, I think he he rolled a 13 plus 1, so 14. That passes. All right. You kind of hear a chuckle, a very low chuckle. <laughs> and he, he laughed. He I still got a laugh out of him. He yeah, just didn't still, double he, over. He, you see, like he smirks at the at the irony of the situation. 
Uh-huh. And uh, class is indeed something different. And he kind of chuckles. And uh, bonus action. Bonus action. Uh, I, you know, like with this tense situation, um, I kind of, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to kind of side sidebar with Ponto. And I'm going to say, um, Ponto, uh, those who make a peaceful revolution impossible will make a violent revolution inevitable. And I'd like to give him bardic inspiration. That's some fantastic quoting on your part. That That's one from JFK. I can't take credit for that. Yeah. I was about to say, inspired. Like, I feel like I know who that came from, but yeah. <laughs> Is it a, uh, a D6 at level two? Yeah. Was you referring to Cuba or what? Probably. I'm not that old. What was it? What did he say, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when he said it, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that'll be. That'll be Maximus's turn, and now we're on to the red kobolds. Um, so we'll make these guys blue one and red two. Uh, you see both of their crossbows go up, and they kind of take aim at smoke and take two shots at smoke. Um, a 18 smoke and um, a 13. Uh, 18 hits me. Yeah. Does it okay. smoke him? Oh, uh, it smokes him right in the ass. Uh, you see a sudden sharp pain as it just catches you in the leg. Uh, ooh, for uh, seven points of damage as it lambastes into you, smoke. You roar out in pain as this bolt hits you in the back of the leg. Oh, weird. Looks like I'm going to have to reload roll 20. Just give me a second. When you get back, kobolds are gone. No, they're not. They're still there. I got to move the turn order into a spot where I can see the whole thing. Perfect. Okay. So Cobalt twos have gone. Smoke, you're up. Yeti, you're on deck. Yeah. So uh, once I get hit with uh, the arrow, yeah, I'm actually going to uh, just look down, um, snap the arrow off in my leg. Mm-hmm. And you can just hear this low grump, like growl. And I turn to uh, the left side of the map to the group, and I do a daunting roar. So all the kobolds behind you roar at them. Yeah, and that's your bonus action, if I remember right. Yes, that's right. rage. Cough, cough, cough. Rage, cough. Can't rage. He just uses bonus action to do daunting roar instead. Cough, rage instead of bonus action. <laughs> cough, rage. It's fine if smoke dies. Who cares? 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. That's actually it's, pretty smart. There's a lot of initiative packed in behind. Uh, is that going to wake up the sleeping guy? I was about to say we're going to roll a constitution because I think that kobold might have been shaken awake. I would like to do an intervention. It's not my fault. Um, Becker, what do I got to do for Daunting Roar? It's a save of some kind, isn't it? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to do, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daunting Roar. So you do your Daunting Roar. What kind of save does he have to make? Wisdom. Saving throw. DC 14. Uh, So one fails two fail both of the two red ones in front they kind of like shudder and in fear uh the next two behind the back one saves and then we will roll for sleepyhead and he definitely saves so you shake awake the sleeping one with your roar as it reverberates through the caverns as you roar at them as uh the both two front ones kind of just slink back. I think they are afraid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're frightened. Yeah, they're frightened. Okay. And what does that do to them? Uh, let's see. Can't move towards smoke and has and disadvantage, disadvantage while smoke is in vision. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they will have disadvantage, and then one of the back, the bow one in the back is also frightened. Okay. Anything with your action? Uh, yeah. I will uh, run up, or I'll turn around to the the past sleepy one, so the one that just uh, woke just up. Just woke up, yep. And attack him. Okay. You're going to have to take a five-foot step away from Trex to do that. Hmm. Well, if I attack Trex, that'll be a I'll get advantage on that, right? Because it's flanking. I think so. Yep. Okay. Then I'll ten atta- foot squares or five foot squares. Ten foot squares. Ten foot squares. Okay. Um, if you can change the snail to a red dot, Ray, that'd be great. Thanks. The snail was the sleepy, so yeah. Yes, it was. Now it's red so, and sleepy. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. What game is this I'm looking at? These reds and blues. <laughs> Connect four or something? Looks so close I'm to tackle. You don't want to know what happens when four of them go in the line. <laughs> <laughs> Attack with Lightning my great axe. Okay, yeah. So you'll you'll turn around and, and you'll you'll take your great axe and try and swing down upon Trex. And oh I got advantage on that. Yeah. Good God. Uh, 14 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. You swing wide as Trex hears your roar and, and dips past. The, his charm's still going then. Yep. No, it isn't. I hit him already. Did you hit him? Mm. Oh, okay. So I hit yes, him with the swings. Yeah. Right. 
Okay. Uh, and then that's it. Okay. Yeti, we are on to you. And then uh, Quincy, you're up. Okay. Yeti will do a fight attack against this guy. Against which against one? Tracks? The guy in front of him. Okay. Tracks. Yeah. Yeah. tracks. Seventeen plus uh, twenty-three to hit. Yep, that that definitely hits all day. Okay. And then he has to make a Constitution saving throw DC eleven. Uh, for what? Poison. Poison damage. Yeah. Okay. So he takes uh, eleven points of piercing damage and then makes a con save. Yeah, he makes his con save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my action. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, make sure I'm sort of in between Quincy and him. So I think I'm standing in. You're definitely spot. kind of like in that tunnel space because you are mm-hmm. a large creature, I assume. Yes. Correct? Yeah. So, yeah. You're definitely in that space. So. That's everything for you, Yeti? Yep, that's it. Quincy, we're on to you. Okay. Uh, uh, red Cobalds are up first. Oh, no, Quin- blue ones. Sorry, my bad. Quincy is going to spend two sorcery points to convert them into uh, spell slots. Okay. And he's going to, to one ca- spell slot? No. Is it? It's two, two points for a first level spell slot. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's your bonus action. Okay. And then I'm going to cast a Chaos Bolt sure. on Trax. Yep. Uh, okay. So. Uh, 2d8 and 1d6. So a 21 to hit. Yep. One, two, and, yes. and roll. What did I get here? Uh, one, a five, and a two. Man, I roll f- shit for damage. Eight damage. What kind of damage? Uh, you have to pick one of the D8s, and that's what kind of damage it is. Where is the chaos bolt? Uh, one I think or... you just got to scroll down in the tab on it. Yeah. Uh, a one, acid damage. Okay. So as the bolt spews out and kind of like is shadowy and moving, it hits and kind of splashes against him for nine, you said, correct? Uh, eight. Eight. And Quincy's going to move. Are these 10 foot squares? Yes. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. 30, right to here. So you're all the way at the back, at the back of the cavern. Yeah. Um, okay. Ready to get, yep, that's my turn. Good. Yeah. Okay. Ready to get pushed off the edge. <laughs> it hasn't crossed my mind at all. This is D&D. Be very careful to not stand in a line with anyone. 
good at that? Uh, yes. Um, the kobolds, um, the blue kobolds, one just shaking and vibrating, and the other one's like, knock it off, it's fine, it's fine, as they both grab bolts and reload their crossbows and both shoot into the back of smoke. Uh, the one at the back with disadvantage definitely doesn't hit because he rolled a three and a four, and the other one definitely hits with a 19 to hit. Um, four eight points of piercing damage as it slams into his shoulder blade and you cry out in pain, smoke. Uh, and then we are on to Trex. Uh, Trex is, is like, why? Don't leave. You need to be here. And you can see he, he's he's focused on Quincy and you see his hand reach out and grab the spider and you see this pulse of black necrotic energy slam into the spider. Does a 16 hit the spider? Yep. This is one of those moments where you wish it didn't. It's a good thing you're a druid. Slick wounds? Yeah. 24 points of necrotic damage slam into you. I'm no longer a spider. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you see that black necrotic energy slam into the spider as it coats and like you see the form shrivel it down and Yeti is standing there as the rest of the damage takes a hold of him. (laughs) I don't know if you guys had four temporary healing temporary hit points to start this off. I, I didn't. No, nope. I don't think so. I was below full. Oh, I still have my five written down. Yeah, because you didn't get hit. Oh. Hit. So that's on to Trex. Ponto, you're up. Uh, Maximus, you're on deck. Um. Well, seeing that. Monto's going to shift so he doesn't have to shoot through Maximus. And he's going to sling another rock Trex's way for a 22 to hit. Absolutely. Another three points of piercing damage. You see this rock smoke yet um, Trex square in the forehead. And as like it hits him, you see his eyes blink. You see Trex's body just slump down and out of Trex, like kind of like evaporates out of him slowly, kind of like ethereally pops and floats up and you see the same voices. It's good to see you. It's quite nice to be back. One of you has to be better than them. And you see the kobolds are like, holy shit. Like they've almost seen this before. 
you don't know where but you, they, you see like the vibrating fr- afraid ones the rest of them are all like what do we do guys Trex is down that thing is back what do we do and uh, we will now pretend that Trex is some sort of ethereal spirit And is that everything for you, Ponto? You still have a bonus action. Um, I'm going to bonus action, see if Toxol can hit the ethereal spirit with a bear. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That is a 20 to hit. Yep, that hits. Oh, for that sweet, sweet max damage, I think he has a plus two. One D four, six points of piercing damage. Uh, you see that ball bearing huge, kind of shoot huge. straight through him as a little bit of that ethereal mist kind of goes out and then just shoot comes back together. Maybe didn't do as much damage as you thought. You guys, I don't think this one bleeds. He's fresh out of blood, guys. Um, is that everything for you, Matt Ponto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two more, Ponto. I'm pretty Ponto shaking right here. Is gonna move You've done up your action, your bonus action. You're moving Ponto's up. Oh, good. Standing God. up in front of Maximus, sling in one hand, dagger in another. Okay. Going up to help Yeti on the front line. All right. You got this as Yeti goes <laughs> behind you. <laughs> Don't you have one more wild shape in you? Uh, Maximus is up to you. Okay. Smoke, you're on deck after the red cobalts. Yep. Um. <clears throat> Maximus seeing the situation change here, um, you know, the cobalts now see this ethereal, mm-hmm. like, ghost-like entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to try and persuade them that that is their enemy, not us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to say, look, guys, help us take this ghost thing down. Don't shoot at us. Shoot at that. And and make a persuasion check. A natural one. That's all. Yeti switches to their side then, right? Uh. <laughs> uh, you still have your bonus action and your movements. What are you doing with those? Um, I'm just going to come right here beside Ponto and create a wall, shield wall. You create a human barricade. Yeah, to protect from a mm-hmm. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> that'll work well. Yeah, that'll work well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's yeah. all I got. 
Bonus action. My bonus actions are spent. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we were moving on to the red kobolds. Um, two of them are shaking and vibrating, and, and they do nothing with this specter rising out of tracks and the fear from the daunting roar. They're like, yeah, I, and they're all kind of like shifting and looking at each other. The other guy is like, he kind of like freaks and spooks. And uh, a rare a bolt goes shooting out and kind of like clangs off of the top of the cavern and, and drops down kind of like right between Maximus and Ponto. He goes, oh, and, and that's all they're going to be doing. Uh, Smoke, we are on to you. Oh, that's one too far. Kind of Smoke, we're on to you. Name. Hmm? Smoke is a pretty insensitive name for this day and age. Wildfires all around us. <laughs> the Soyuz is on fire now. You won't have to go there tomorrow. No, I still got to go there tomorrow. It's on fire. You, there's nothing to go to. <laughs> um, smoke, to go you're make up. sure the toilet's Smoke's going to rage. Yeti, you're up. Okay, so you bonus action Yay! rage. <laughs> uh, yeah, bonus action raged. And. Uh, should I do? Should I tap the guy? Yeah. Why not? I'll, uh... Sorry, I'm just reading up. It's okay. We get it. We appreciate you jumping in and filling in. It's so much worse than Gord standing over you, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you're Gord's not playing my character like, right. Oh, <laughs> see, now he unmuted you because he's going to say something smug. Just watch Come on, Bastard. No, let's move no, it. No. You. Ah, I got you this time. He's he's giving <laughs> Gordic inspiration. Gordic inspiration. Let's go, Backer. Disadvantage. <laughs> you must be hopeful now, Gord. Hold up. Are you almost in Vancouver yet? I'm going down Bird Street, almost over the bridge. Okay, I have. Uh, I should be attacking with my great great axe. That's mm -hmm. a two-handed weapon. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, but there's like the ghost is uh, the ghost is like right in front of you, floating, kind of like his hands are out, and he's definitely humanoid, old, um, that you can see, and uh, definitely older than Quincy. Okay, older sure. than Quincy, much How's older than possible? Quincy. Should I, I? I don't know the backstory. Should we? Should I attack the ghost? Try to attack the ghost? You would or... probably. I I would say you would attack because whatever is coming out of this thing is definitely terrifying the guys behind you and everybody else in front of you. But I'm wondering if I should attack the ghost or the the like guy buff that it came out of. Uh, I mean, the guy behind him, he's crumpled and kind of like you can see the rock, like the rock embedded in his head. Um, he's, he's not dead. moving, and he's probably not breathing either. Okay, I want to saw something cool. I want to try. Oh no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. 
Listen to the wisdom of your elders. <laughs> uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to attack with a great axe. Okay. Swing Oof. that thing. Oof. I rolled a three. Plus yeah, a three. And that's a six. <laughs> nope, that doesn't hit. Uh, oh, I don't want to do that. That's fine. Um, yeah, you swing down and it kind of just, you just see the axe go like just beside it. It's kind of like the mist moves around the blade. And that's your bonus uh, action, your action. You got a bit of movement. My movement? Uh, I can't move smoke, but can you move me on the other side of the the ghost? Like, like on the right rota- side? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Rotate right around there. so he's in front of everybody. Got it. I just want to be with my team. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on this side of the br- bridge anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I, uh, thought but- I, I thought I changed it so you could change stuff. You might have to log out and log back in. Okay. Anyways, the, I'm done. Next turn. Uh, Yeti, you're up. Oh, shit. Quincy, What's Yeti you're on deck. Uh, I guess How I'll you step... looking, Yeti? Really pretty rough. Pretty <laughs> rough, eh? Yeah. Like I just took 20-something damage in one hit. <laughs> Don't you have any shape changes left? I do, but it's totally useless because... I won't be able to hit a ghost. Lily! That's the spell then. Yeti's going to bonus action cast Shillelagh and then swing at this guy with my fancy magic staff. Okay. The weapon also becomes magical with this. Yep. I understand that. If that helps. And it specifically one taps ghosts. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. It's that KO ghost staff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 23 to hit. And, Absolutely, uh, all day. Five damage. Perfect. Uh, you solidly smack into this, this entity as it comes out, and you can definitely see as your staff hits, there's definitely resistance as it passes through. Definitely a solid hit. Yeah, that's my turn. Bonus action. Cast oh, you bonus action, Shillelagh. That's right, and attacked yeah. and moved. Okay, Quincy. Quincy, uh, remembering that uh, whenever you got that feeling in his head that gave him a headache, mm-hmm. uh, it did something to other people. He's gonna try and tap into that, and he's going to squint and cast Mind Sliver on the ghost. Sure, yeah. And he's got to roll a saving throw. Okay. What kind of saving throw? Intelligence saving throw. DC 14. Well, that doesn't save. Nope. Okay. He fails. So, so he takes five points of psychic damage. Ooh, and five. subtracts a D4 from his next saving throw. Okay. How the heck did he get five? Isn't it just a D4? No, it's no, a D6. It's a D6. That's right. So five, and he's got disadvantage on his next, next save, right? No, negative a D4 to his negative next D4. save. Negative D4, okay. 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 Uh, we 
we are on to the top of the round for the blue kobolds. They're kind of like looking at each other. Well, what do we do? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. As they both, uh, one takes a shot at uh, the ghost and misses. And the other one shoots at Smoke, who's just on the other side. And it goes through the ghost and, and moves past Smoke as well. They both uh, shot wide. Um, with that up, uh, they're kind of like chattering to each other in Draconic. Does anybody speak Draconic? I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Nope. Maximus? Nope. Nope. Okay, perfect. So you hear this chittering and draconic uh, coming from the kobolds and uh, and Trex is up now. Um, you see You see this ghost kind of rise up and you can see it's kind of hands are floating up in in front of you and it swings out um, straight um, almost like it's going to go at smoke but then you see him kind of move through smoke and um, goes kind of in between all of you and then just you see this one hand come wildly swinging out at Maximus and uh, see his hand go out. That doesn't hit you, Maximus, so you're okay. Um, you see this hand trying to grasp at you, and it just, you pull out of the way as it passes in front of you. And uh, we will call that the ghost's turn. Um, at this point, the ghost... I can, if I can just interrupt, guys. I just want to, I just got here, so I just want to back her. Thanks for filling in. You're doing an awesome job. And I'll talk to you. Okay. Don't kill me. log back in and Bye. just join us. No, I'm. I got to unpack. So okay. I'll talk to you guys uh, later on. Bye. See ya. See ya. Um, you hear as he's like trying to reach forth uh, at, um, and he's like, "You will all come to know that this is the best for you." Ah, Yanth will be fine. As he tries to reach forth and sweep down at Maximus. We'll go on from Trex's turn on to Ponto. Um, So Ghost Trex left the, the body behind. Yep, the body is still crumpled in the same spot. All right. Um, so we're going to pocket the sling, wrap it around the belt, and we're going to dagger between the two hands, and we're going to take a swipe with the dagger. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's not going to hit. Nine, a nine for sure misses. Uh, yeah. You have inspiration if you want to use it. I don't think it... D6 is gonna might not help, so save it because it it's it's at least 14 because of 14. No, 
that, that was well that was with tracks this is a ghost this is something else Fair. This is the final form. Harder to hit. Fair. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe hold on, it's the hold on. All right. Ponto, in his vast experience, yeah. is not going to use the Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Yep. Um, a nine does not hit. Uh, but we're going to take another shot with Toxol, bonus action. And yep. that's going to miss as well. What was that? Uh, 11. 11 hits. 11 hits. Oh! Yeah. Oof, it hurts. Uh, for three points of piercing damage. Okay. As it whiffs through again and yep. sort of molds back together. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Is it taking any damage from that? I mean, you, you see the, when you say the it misses, uh, on the other attack, goes through, you say the it, ball bearing goes through and you see kind of his ethereal form move around, but you see a little bit of the mist caught with it as right. well. Right, right, right. When we you your description of a mist sounds the same, but there's some damage happening. Mist, not a mist. Yes. So yes. And that that's everything for Ponto. All right, Maximus, you're up. Well, Maximus doesn't know what this thing is, but he's he's going to take a wild swing. I'm going to draw a short sword and swing at it. Uh, swing with advantage. Is it is it like between us right now? Yeah, it's like right dead center between all four of you. Okay. That's a 23 to hit. That hits. That is eight points of damage. Perfect. Bonus action. And my bonus action, I mean, I gotta I gotta hold this. I I can't use my bonus action yet. I need it. Uh, the second set of kobolds is up, the red ones, and they're kind of like looking at each other. They don't know what to do. They're afraid. Um, one of them fires a shot off, uh, kind of at smoke. Well, I won't use that dice again tonight, but it misses <laughs> anyways. Uh, and we're on to smoke. Okay. Welcome. I am. Hello. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know what. Well, seeing that somebody attacked the sm- the ghost guy, and mm-hmm. it just wisp away. Smoke is going to run up. Can I? You're like he is right in between all of you right now. Mm-hmm. If I move. Will that cause an opportunity attack? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, What's uh, smoke looking like right now for hit points? Not so bad, not bad. Uh, he's halfway. Okay. 
So he's looking yeah. a little, little rough. Yeah, a little rough, but not too bad. Um, I don't know how what to do. Uh, I guess I can use my bonus action. No, I can't. Right, I can't bonus action disengage. No, no. it'd be a full no. That's action to disengage. Okay. You're kind of in a rock and a hard spot. If you you either attack the ghost or if you move away, you provoke an opportunity and the potential attack, and then you can do with whatever is behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I can hit him. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm gonna attack uh attack him with my great axe. Sure. Yeah. So that's oh 22 to hit. Absolutely hits. Perfect. And then that is 13 points of damage. Oof, as a big swing comes through. Uh you see it cleave into the uh, ghost itself and uh, just kind of like you see the ethereal smoke move around smoke's axe as it goes through and then forms back up. It's definitely kind of like shifting and moving a bit more violently at this point. And we are on to Yeti. I think that's everything for you, Smoke. Yeah. Okay. And it, it did get hurt from that or no? Yep. Yeah, you okay. see it's taking damage. It's, okay. it's definitely not taking as much as you think it should probably, but you don't know. You've never been a ghost, nor have you probably <laughs> fought one. Right. And I would have advantage if I shillelagh here, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, shillelagh. Jesus, those are bad rolls. They got 11. Yeah, 11 hits. <laughs> Actually, smoke. Roll another d twenty to see if you get a natural twenty. You should have had advantage. No, twelve. So five damage. Five points of damage. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you, this is, you see that that definitely clocks something inside its being as it moves and shifts back and forth as it's going through. Um, Quincy, you are up. Uh, Quincy is going to mind sliver again. So Perfect. he hasn't made a saving throw, I assume? Nope. He has not. So make another saving throw with a negative a d4. That is definitely not going to help him with like a five and a four for the d4. So So he takes four points of psychic damage and negative a d4 again. Perfect. Um, the kobolds uh, behind, uh, they they are looking at this spearing and they're kind of chittering back and forth and, and they uh, they kind of said, well, they kind of like put their crossbows down. It's like, look, we're not going to shoot. We're, we're not going to shoot at all. Yeah. And, and their hands are up 
and you see Trex kind of just slow or like Yanth move his head back and kind of just scream at them and just like, get them now. And uh, they do nothing. They're kind of like freaked and frightened of the situation as well. How long does the daunting roar frighten last smoke? Uh, I bet you they probably should have made a save for that, but that's all right. Oh, the end of your next turn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're not frightened of you anymore. No. They're more I, terrified I'll, of this thing anyways. So also forgot that I did two extra more damage because I'm raged. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and we are on to the ghost. Um, you see it kind of like again pass through the group of you. Um, almost like operating in and out of existence as it slides through and comes to the other side of Maximus and Ponto and all that is left between is uh, Maximus and Ponto behind and Quincy in the front. As you see him just kind of staring down and moving his hand, it's not nice to run away. Come back here. But get any opportunity attacks as he moves uh, through? No, he operated out of the space and into the other space behind you. Um, so it wasn't a movement per se. It was almost like he changed spots in your perspective. Mm-hmm. He, moved uh, into, he moved into the ethereal plane and then reappeared behind you. Most likely that would be happening if you were attending attentive to a ghost um with that he will turn around and swing down at ponto because ponto has been a nuisance and a pain to him that ponto, ponto. ponto didn't even get advantage on the last attack i realized i probably should have given you that but it's too late now uh, 23 will hit ponto yes. i assume yes um Saving throw. Nope. No, no saving throw. Um, 8, 10, 13, uh, 14 points of necrotic damage hit your body as this like hand hits your body oh. and you feel this kind of pulse and this pulls your life essence out of your being. And that's its turn. Cool. Cool. Uh, Ponto, you're up. Um, Well, 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 well. If only I had ritually cast Identify and taken the 10 minutes that we were standing there talking with the guy who was obviously going to try to kill us instead of casting a spell slot with it. Uh, Ponto is going to shift around and get in between him and Quincy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, is is Maximus close enough? Oh yeah, you have advantage. That's no problem. Stretching for it. As long as you're making a melee attack and not a ranged attack. I absolutely am. Uh, it's going to be a 21 to hit. Yep. 
for the sublime max damage of six piercing damage. Okay. Um, and then I will bonus action get mm-hmm. Toxal mm-hmm. to to attack as well. We will use his movement, and that's a nine to hit. Yeah, that doesn't hit him. All right, so we know that it's less than 11 and more than 9. <laughs> <laughs> that's my turn. Okay. I will stand stand my ground between Quincy and this ghost. All right. Dagger how are you looking, in hand. How, looking, how are you looking, Ponto, after that huge smack? Fantastic. Um, <laughs> you're such a bad liar just like Ponto <laughs> uh, as, as he finishes Slash he wipes some blood from his face and it just keeps pouring out okay uh, not in great shape Maximus you're up okay. Maximus is going to um, I mean this is a 10 foot square and he's standing right in the middle of it yeah so, you, can, you still can move around him he okay. is ethereal. I'm going to run through him. Okay. Because he's ethereal. Yep. I'm going to take a position the... over here. Yep. And as I pass him, I'm going to say, I thought about making a joke about your life, but I see life already beat me to it. That's awful. And I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> is that a saving throw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll take that, his negative D4. It's a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, 14. Uh, that passes. Oh. Yeah. My uh, spell save is 13. Yeah. The plus one and the minus one just kind of canceled out and I rolled a straight 14. Uh, is that your action? Second time you've rolled a 14 against my spell. I apologize. Uh, I rolled a 13 plus a one last time. So, uh huh. Um, Maximus, you have a bonus action. You've used some of your movement. Uh, I'm going to, uh, as a free action, I'm going to tell the Cobalts just stand down. We got this. Stand down. All right. Uh, make a persuasion check. I'll grant that one to you after all of this is going on and some of them have already started to put down their crossbows. Okay. Persuasion's 19. Yeah. You see the rest of them kind of like all nod hurriedly, like we should do this. And Ponto's going to look at Maximus and there's going to be some blood coming out of his ear or they could help us. Spitting yeah, well, I, I used my full action to help them or to have them help us. This was a free action just to have them not hurt us. Sure, yeah. Uh, Smoke, you're up. Yeti, you're on deck. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to attack. So you're going to move up to You'll move up and you'll swing away. With advantage. Yep, with, with advantage. advantage. Yeah. 
12 to hit. That hits. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then, then for damage, I roll oof, five points of damage. Oof. Oh, no, right. that's six. All right. Uh, okay. Sounds good. So that's you have it. movement. That's your bonus action. Uh, I don't think you have anything to do with for your bonus action. No. Yeti, you are up. I can sneak past Toxel there and move over oh, yeah. here. Toxel's super small. You can like step over him. I pat Toxel as I walk by. Scooch him under the chin. <laughs> the metallic lizard sort of looks up at you and you hear this clank, this, like, clank, tongue, clank tongue comes out and yeah, loves it. <laughs> and Shalele again. Yeah, Shalele. Twenty hit. Yeah, that hits all day. Was that was that advantage? Yes. Twelve damage. Twelve damage. Perfect. That's amazing. He is. He is not looking. You can see he's definitely kind of dipping and and twisting and and just 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 like his form is like wasting away. And uh, anything else from you, Yeti? No, that's my altered. Quincy. Microphone. Uh, same old, same old. Um, same old, same mind old. sliver. Intelligence? Yeah. 17. Okay. And I rolled max damage. <laughs> anything for your bonus action uh no uh okay. but uh i think he'll move a little bit away and 20 uh, i'll move to here <laughs> on the precipice of the edge yeah <laughs> what could go wrong <laughs> what could go wrong it's a bottomless cavern Mm-hmm. That you know of. Uh, you will see once again the spirit will operate in, operate out, and will appear next to Quincy. Uh oh. And, <laughs> and he'll kind of just be like breathing. He's like, finally, it's good to see you again. You just see his hand reach in and you should make a charisma save. A charisma saving. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use lucky on that. You and the stupid lucky. I rolled a 12. (laughs) 12. Does that make it? No. Okay, I'm going to use lucky then. Um. Twenty-one. Does that make it? It does. You see his hand reach in, and, and it feel, finds its purchase, and, and you feel like a some presence kind of crawl up through the back of your head, and you just feel this warmth push in your body, and it just 
forces its hand out. He's like, no, you are like me. And uh, you can see his frustration and he's cursing at you and your ability to push his willpower out. And uh, we are on to Ponto. Um, five, ten, fifteen. Yeah, I can make it. <laughs> I can only move twenty-five feet. I have small legs. He full out sprint. Ponto, infuriated that Quincy is being attacked, is going to jump and lunge through and try to slash with the dagger. Another one gets you over the edge. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm that much of a dick, but it's close. I'm going to use my bardic inspiration. Uh, Change that 9 to a 12. Yep, that hits. For a whopping 3 points of piercing damage. How do you want to do this? Oh! Because it only needed... This much, full out oh my goodness, just like no Quincy, and just jump and dive and like start swiping frantically as I like go through the ghost and like yeah, barrel over it. and roll into the wall behind them. Yeah. yeah, you you leap up and then throwing your daggers up and you like take it down and you go through the the spirit and. And obviously, you're going to go through it completely, but maybe it was your form as well as the dagger. It rolled and hit the ground, and you kind of roll up and give me an acrobatics check to tumble as you hit the backside of the cave on the boards. Uh, 13 plus 2, 15. Yeah, that's more than enough. You kind of roll up without hurting yourself or rolling off an edge by any means but you're on the other side now and um and you, you and I just roll this. roll yeah. through and i'm landing grab the sling and i'm ready and i'm like gone <laughs> and in the same moment uh quincy you hear inside your mind as as the spirit is just kind of just like disintegrating and fading out from existence uh you hear Maybe we should have a conversation. That's all you hear. And it's just a small whisper. It's not really words. It's more like a feeling of knowing like something is there and something wants to talk to you. That's an appropriate reaction for Quincy. (laughs) <laughs> you're like huh does this uh does any of the vision of the ghost remind us of the uh no it looked name, very different from sephic uh, okay. very very different sephic was cold and you could see the malice and anger in his eyes where this was not angry but more like frustrated, like it was trying to gain purchase into something better. Okay. Um, 
with that, that will take us out of combat and we are going to take a five minute break. Hi, everyone. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Perilous Pursuits. Feel free to check out our website at www.perilouspursuits.com for lots more content. If you'd like to support us further, consider becoming a Patreon and receive perks all the way up to joining us in a Perilous Pursuits adventure at patreon.com perilous. We would also like to send a shout out to our Perilous partner, Describe. It's a great dungeon master resource to give you professionally written text on everything from locations and spells to items and creatures that you can use in your very own games. Check out our link to Describe at www.perilouspursuits.com for a 10% discount. Well, what are we going to do with the cobalts now? Maximus has one spell slot left. And as long as we can get a short rest in, we can all get back to full hit points. Quincy has zero spell slots and zero sorcery points. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm good to go. I got two spells. Right. So if I, uh, I mean, Maximus wants to use his last spell slot to try and bring back Trex. As long as he's only unconscious and not totally out of it. I could, uh, I could good bury. And then we would have nine more hit points to use on ourselves. And we give him one hit point. That's, that's probably better than my my last spell slot. I well, don't. I, would... I doubt he's alive. Yeah, but if we're going to try it, at least we waste just one tenth right. of a spell instead of yep. a whole spell. That's a really good idea. Plus, I could use nine good burst. And Ponto could use ten. <laughs> well, I mean, I could sing you guys a song um, and we could have a short rest and then we could all be like full. I told you get my spell slots back. No, it doesn't, but maybe it gets us out of this cave. Then we can long rest back at the nice, comfortable hotel. We're not going back to that town again. Oh, yeah. that's I like that hotel. No chance. (laughs) Why don't you want to go back to that town? Because we're going to get Attacked by um, Zephyr's people. No, no, they left. There's no chance that's over. Look at that. Well, absolutely, on. there is no oh, chance. It's not that's over. See, look at the grin on our I'm face. sure there will, will be zero repercussions. Yes. <laughs> well, we just trust, trust Ponto's vast experience. Yes. <laughs> We're going to go back to town with no spell slots left at all, and then Torga's going to jump us. I don't think she's going to do it in this town. No. She'll do it in the next town. Yeah. She's probably not even there. She's already in the next town. Well, she doesn't know what town we might go to in the future. She's not... If she wants to get us back, she's not like, I'll just go to another town and see if they follow me. It's not like she's got DM powers. Yeah. No, she doesn't, but I certainly do. <laughs> Since I can choose where she goes, I don't know what might happen. We all good to start back up? Yep. Yep. I'm just reading about that big fire down south there. It looks sounds brutal. 
Yeah, it's not nice. That's for sure. You're going to get the day off tomorrow. You don't have to go down there. No, that won't happen for a day off. So, <laughs> um, so we come out of this combat and uh, you're all breathing quite heavy. Uh, the kobolds kind of like skitter up and they're like, are you guys okay? Is it, uh, is it too late to save the kobold that had the ghost come out of it? Trex. But uh, yeah, Trex's is he, body is right. Is, is he like unconscious and making death saves, or is he? You out? can whoever wants to go up can make a medicine check. I'll get. I'll cast good berries and give him a good berry. If he's. Oh, you're gonna make a medicine make check first. I shove it down his throat. It just stays in his throat. How do you make him like? I'll make a medicine check if you're not going to. I got a twenty-one. Um, you kind of look at baby him. birds the good berry into his mouth. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. nope. you can see Eddie just grabbing his jaw and just like trying to open it and close it. Yeah, <laughs> um, with a 21 Maximus, you kind of are like you know, like hand on the wrist underneath the neck to try and feel you're not familiar with cobalt anatomy, but you assume there is some sort of vein that pumps blood up from his heart into his brain and you don't feel a pulse either. He's gone. Yeah, take the good berry back out and hand it to Ponto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to make a dexterity check to shove your giant hand in the kobold's mouth to get the tiny good berry out of his throat. Operation. It's not like you've got like chopsticks and you're going in and pulling it out. 14. Yeah, no, you don't get it. You pull really hard and you pull his tongue out. (laughs) (laughs) You get his like little like, uh, what is this stupid thing that in the back of your throat? Uvula. 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 You grab his uvula and just snap it out. You're like, oh. There you go, Pancho. Eat this. This (laughs) He still (laughs) thinks it's a berry. It's a good berry, yeah. Make a deception check. In, ben, in Ponto's vast experience, it's warmer than the other good berries that he's been given. But chewier too. I give uh, it's a long Ponto chew. Five, uh, it's like rubber bands. Long chew. <laughs> I, I'm eating four good berries. Okay. You guys ever um, see that Japanese commercial? The long chew. No. No. Nope. I'll look it up sometime on YouTube. It's pretty funny. That was painful. So these other five kobolds, they come skittering up and they're like, honest, we don't we don't want any harm. Just you guys need you guys look like shit now. Do you do you need to rest? Yeah. And we can sure use a short rest. Have you got somewhere for us to lie down for a bit? Or like if we always just hide in the cave down here to just 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 on the other side, we kind of just tuck in and just that's where we sleep. Nothing else down here but us guys. And uh, they kind of like motion over 
and you guys just kind of all slowly make your way you can see like it opens up and there's like this little nook where they've kind of like set up a bit of um straw and whatnot that they've parceled out from like the above uh couple layers and they have this kind of like little camping area and um they've got some like very weird looking things that they have scra- scavenged and scrounged up to, to like that they're eating and they're kind of like it, it's not bad it's not great though but it's okay uh quincy's gonna dig out some rations out of his pack mm-hmm. and give some to the cobalts and they're like oh Cool. Is this food? Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, you little fellows look like you could eat eat something. They're definitely skinny and they're definitely like they look like they're a little malnutritious as well. So they're super appreciative and they, they kinda like all take it back in between the the five of them and they kinda like all divvy it out and you can't hear this. <laughs> as they like jam it into their mouth and, and like violently eat it. Um, if you guys would like to take a short rest, you can, um, the other cobalts kind of like keep to themselves and they kind of like usher you into like where, where they rest. Cause you guys look like shit. Okay. Um, if we're going into a little, a little, uh, cave and they're going to take a short rest. Um, I'd like to get out my guitar and uh, I'll play a little song for everyone. And uh, I'll tune it up and I'll say a little song and we'll go. Today is going to be the day that they throw it all back to you. By now, we should have somehow figured out what to do to do. And um, I don't believe anybody. And if anybody hears this Killing song and, um, and they feel like you know they really enjoyed the music, yep. they can roll an extra one d six add it to their hit dice. Do I have to also roll for hit dice for that? You have to spend one or more hit I dice. I actually think you do need to spend one yeah. hit point dice. Okay. Yeah. If you spend a hit point dice, then you get an extra 1d6. Yeah. I will let you all roll. Do you want to roll the d6 or do you want to let them all roll it individually, Jason? Each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. Oh, you want me to roll it? I was just answering. Do you want to roll the d6 or do you want them to all roll it themselves to make it easier for you? Wow. I, I just thought anyone who uses it will roll their own, but Well, uh, while we're resting, I want to ask these kobolds, um, where did you find this this ghost man? Oh, that's Trax. He was with us. We found um, a body. I don't know. He was dead a long time. Uh, we took some of his stuff. Where is that? And, oh, at the top of the the I don't, the thing he said, uh, Kel, I don't know. It was a big mountain. There was a giant Yeti that came and oh, there scared. Yeah, there. 
No, it wasn't. That wasn't. It was. It was in the middle. Um, tracks. Uh, I'm not good with names of places. It was the peak. Um, I don't know. Do we have okay. a map? Uh, no, you guys have not purchased a map. Okay. I have so, made a very good note of if you guys have purchased a map. <laughs> Maybe that's something we should purchase, we've, guys. We've heard of uh, Calvin's Karen. You have. Is that what Maximus says to the kobolds? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. That one. That's where we were. Huh. And your your friend has acted weird since Galvin's Karen? Uh, definitely different, but not worse. Um, we came here because he said he knew there was a mine and it was warm. So this is much better than outside. It's awful. Right. So you guys still want to work for the miners? The other guy's dead, or I don't care. Well, I don't know what was up with Drax. Um, we don't want to be outside in the cold. Can we just stay here? It's not our call to make, but I think if you work for them, they'd let you stay. We're, <laughs> we're pretty good workers. Um, we don't eat a lot, but we just like warm places. This is. This is warm. Yeah. You could just travel south. Yeah, but is we'd never make it there. It took everything we had just to get here. All right. I'm sure that I can talk to uh, the miners and the people in the town, and they'll let you stay as long as you work for them. Promise. And, and they're peaceful. all nodding. And they're all nodding. It's like, yeah, we won't, we won't shoot you. Trax told us to do that. We're sorry. So who like can I say that the big guy? And they're like, we're really sorry. That hurt. Who can I say is going to uh, speak on behalf of the Cobalts? Wreck. Uh, uh, Maul. Uh, yeah, the one you've been speaking up is like, oh no, my name is uh, Zerk. All right, Zerk. I'm going to tell the townspeople that uh, you'll speak for the on behalf of the Cobalts. Yeah, I'm I'm not as um, well-versed as Trax. He spoke fancy. He could also write. I can't do that. That's okay. You don't need to write. You just need to agree to work for cheap. Yeah, as long as we can live here and we get fed and we can sleep, it'll be fine. Well, uh, I'd like to just gather the party and say, look, look, guys, and you, you too, Cobalts, uh, success consists of going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. And I'd like to inspire everyone, uh, just like Winston Churchill did those many years ago. So you just say that over and over and over for 10 minutes? Well, that's the gist of it's it. It's more I, of a loose. Yeah, I just ten minutes. You know, if you want me to, keep Ray, talking if you for really 10 want minutes, ten minutes, I'm going to make you do the speech for him next. No, time. don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, so no. fast, Mike. 
I'll just replay part of the penis podcast. That I, was I, I had to talk to Ray today for more than 10 minutes. That's enough. It was rough. <laughs> it was really rough. Um, you all can take your temporary hit points from the inspiring speech, and we will consider five temporary five, hit points. Sure, yeah, I don't know how many it is. That's all on you guys. Um, you guys have used your hit dice. Do you feel better? Do you feel like you're ready to continue forward? Nothing's changed. No, you can just keep going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. While while we're taking this short rest, uh, does it look like the kobolds have like scavenged any of the like tools or anything that the miners have used from the upper levels, or have they just sort of like? Oh, they have a few of the mining tools as well, and they're like they don't know what this like a, a mining equipment. They they kind of like have figured it because Trax told them, "Oh, this is what you hit the wall when the shiny things are there, and then you can take some out." Yeah, so yeah, they have some. Uh, someone should check Trax's body. I can go check it, but. Well, Maybe Ponto would like to look it over. <laughs> Ponto and his vast experience. Yeah, that, just... that's what we need. We need that vast experience. You guys, you guys. Does just any of you have detect magic to cast ritually? My intelligence yeah. is high. <laughs> is that a yes? As a DM, recommend that. I have detect magic. Ponto starts searching the body. Well, he's searching. Um, I will sit down and cast the tech magic virtually. Sure. Yeah. Um, you go through Trex's pockets. There's baubles and and bits. Nothing really to mention. Um, he does have this weird. Um, satchel on the side that doesn't really match anything and as soon as kind of like uh, Ponto grabs it he kind of like drops he's like whoa whoa something's not right with that and as as Yeti is casting the spell and finishes his eyes like open up and you can see this bag is glowing in a sense um, of some unknown magic but definitely not Maybe it was connected to the spirit somehow, almost like that was uh, keeping it to this plane somehow, like anchoring it. We should try burning it. That's what Yeti says. Yeah, get a flint out and just. Yeah, I'll uh, cast great bonfire on it. Well, that's yeah. faster. And uh, you see the, the bag take uh, and his clothes, obviously, they take flame and, and they burn up and the bag is kind of just unnaturally explodes in fire as it con- gets consumed by the flame. And as quickly as it's gone, it burns itself out and just like none of the flame remains. And you're all standing there as this happens. You're like, we're all like, it's kind of like when someone like pours a bunch of gasoline on a fire and throws a match and just, and then just drops back down right away. 
it's kind of that same effect of like, did that just happen? Is everybody okay? Okay, I still have hair. We're good. Ponto's on his knees with his foot. No eyebrows anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ponto is like definitely kind of like hot and like, ooh, I'm going to need some aloe vera lotion in the morning. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> I did not think. Uh, you think that maybe Yeti as like that bag had the same type of magical connection and energy as that ghost did that maybe if you had left it alone long enough, it might have had time to come back. Um, but you feel safe in the fact that whatever magic that had potentially anchored that spirit here is definitely gone now. We are victorious. Um, you don't find anything of sort. Um, you see all the kobolds kind of whimper and cry as um, Trex's body is definitely scorched from the heat of that flame. Wow. What, what, what do you do with your dead? Uh, and you see the, the Cobalt's kind of like turn and like they kind of just like huddle up and they kind of and it is and the one pops out again um, uh, Zerk and uh, turns and says um, we normally either bury them or leave them where they die because they usually get eaten by something Oh, I was just hoping you wouldn't say that. You eat them. No, we don't. That's no. We okay. draw the line there. Oh. So the most respectful thing we can do is just leave him where he's dead. All right. Well, there, there's on. this endless pit here. We yeah, could, we could just throw him in the pit. Okay. Say That's a few good. words and uh, pick him up and toss him in the pit. And then heave ho. Yeah. Uh, who's doing the throwing? <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay, make an athletics check with advantage because he's so small and you're real big. Guidance. <laughs> you <laughs> almost missed 20. out on that. We'll see. Trex, uh, he, he was a good cobalt and we commit his body to the deep. 22. And, and all of the cobalts go, bye, Trex. <laughs> 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 you see his body just kind of go Whoa, and you see his arms floating and flapping in the air as he's ragdolling, oh, ragdolling. And you just see, he kind of like spins off the rope because he got such a good bounces throw. off the side a couple times <laughs> yeah you kind of hear mirrors clink, 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 <laughs> and then no more noise do we hear drums in the deep no you don't hear drums in the deep <laughs> or who the fuck threw that down here? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It's raining cobalts. Um, so yeah, the cobalts are like, uh, should we just stay here or should we like, yeah, we'll just stay here at the bottom and we'll wait. I promise. How many of them are there total? Five. Just Just the ones we've seen? Just the five. Okay. Are there any other monsters somewhere else in, in this place? Uh, we haven't really seen anything. I mean, there was six of us. You killed 
well, Trex is gone, and there was one more, but I don't know where he went. Maybe the grill. You do remember seeing a single cobalt body up at the grill. And you have mentioned that. It's like, oh, you probably put the dots together. And you're like, oh, that was, yeah. So wh- whatever you do with that information, that's your guys' choice. And the monsters that we were told to come here to eliminate by the town? We're the cobalts. We're the cobalts, okay. All right. Uh, so what are you guys doing? I guess we should go back to town and tell them then, eh? Yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, we should go back to town. Honto knows that there is still more to explore if you guys choose to do so. I think we should check it out because we, we don't want the miners to stumble on anything deadly. Quincy, you feel an unnatural sensation to go across the bucket left to the other side. Oh yeah, I got a pee still. <laughs> is that his unnatural sensation <laughs> he really needs that's whatever he says to you guys <laughs> so um quincy starts to meander towards the bucket yes uh quincy quincy is already in the bucket i think yeah so like well you wouldn't have quite gotten that far without everybody else saying Hey, what are you doing? And then you're like, oh, well, I gotta pee. There's a good spot on the other side, I think. All right, well, I'm gonna steady the rope. Uh, Okay. Um, I just gotta figure out. I'm not peeing off the edge. What the hell? Are you going across? Yeah. Yep. So there is. Two platforms on each side and a crank mounted on each of the platform that allows the bucket to be shuttled back and forth. A person in the bucket could just forgo and actually just pull themselves across by tugging on the suspension rope to pull move the bucket across. Oh, so I could work the crank. You could indeed. All right. Well, how many people fit in the bucket? Uh, one medium-sized creature or too small. Who's too small? As in two not too small. small. How dare you? Creatures, not as in two, as in T O O. Okay, I'm over. All right. I guess so. <laughs> takes a round. Um, so, takes about six seconds or so for Max for me to work the crank. Yeah, working the crank as it. What are you saying that a large creature? When I get over, uh, I start peeing in the bucket. (laughs) The bucket's gone, though. Yeah, I cranked it back over to this side. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) A large creature probably stumble towards the edge as the bucket keeps going. Yeah. Okay, then I'll go next. Definitely. So Yeti will go next. Yeti's uh, still considered medium, though. Yeah, yeah he is a medium-sized. So it's just really big for his medium. You yeah. are a full-sized medium creature, as full <laughs> as it can get. Um, yeah, so that's right. Yeti goes across. 
Anybody else? Maximum's working the crank. I'm going to step in front of Quincy. So I'm going to step over here. I'll I'll say maximum. Go across. I can crank. Okay. You crank me across. (laughs) It's so close uh, to Rog, but all right. (laughs) And then I, uh, I'll crank it back and uh, now then offer the bucket to Ponto. And Toxel? will will hop in. Because Toxel is, is tiny, so. Yeah. Sure and oh, he just go. Or he could fly, but. Yeah. I mean, that's how you know that there's this business. Uh, Smoke, are you coming across or are you staying across on that side to keep guard? Uh, what are you doing? I yell. Can we uh, see? What do you like, guys see over there? Yeah. Can we see anything? Uh, sure. I will. Before a bit of we commit area. everybody across the rope. Let's go. All is one. We sent Quincy along first. Quincy's probably explored all of it. Yeah. I mean, Quincy the thirty seconds that it took us hopped over and kind of like started peeing off the edge, or maybe on the side of the cavern, and it's kind of like. Slowly making its way down the wall. Um, Quincy, you definitely feel an odd sensation coming from the cavern to the south. And uh, Yeti's looking in. Do you have dark vision, Yeti? I think you do. No. No? Okay. Yeah, you see about that far. South. Isn't this the one to the south? Correct. Yes. That's why I illuminated all of it. So that one. Oh, Quincy has a torch. Out. Yeah. Yeah, Maximus will have a torch. Okay. Maximus, you just looking at kind of looks like an empty area. Uh, what's going on in here? There's something in here. Uh, it's just Smoke a little room. Coming across. Uh, there's something here somewhere. Yeah. I just know it. Uh, the sensation in your mind that gives you these headaches. Um, can you make an intelli- like an arcana check or an intelligence check? Uh, just make it with charisma, though, since you're a sorcerer. So do like um, a charisma check with your proficiency added. Twenty-three. Ooh, that's perfect. Um, this sense of whatever is driving you—you're—you're you're stumbling forward in your cane, and your your eyes are closed, kind of, and you're kind of like turning your head, like you're trying to get a better antenna signal. Like it's almost like it's drawing you near, and on the side of the cavern right there you come up to it and you don't touch it per se but you grab your like hand is out and it's like it's it's like something's just beyond the surface wait 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 quincy let me if there's something there let me check it for traps uh quincy pokes it with his staff or his his cane if you wish you didn't pee in the bucket now (laughs) 
Um, you guys are poke at it, and a bit of the rock crumbles away and reveals a fossilized skull that has been somehow embedded into the rock here. Uh, this is definitely what has drawn your attention, Quincy. Not from your perspective, but something else beyond, I would say. Okay, I'm going to keep chipping away at it. Um, you reveal back is definitely like a long, oddly shaped skull of a being you do not know off the top of your head. You, anybody proficient in history? Uh, I have half proficiency in history. Oh, yes. (laughs) He is proficient. Nope, nobody else? No. Okay, Maximus, go ahead. Yeah. I got a 16. You've read somewhere, you can't remember, maybe it was like a like a childhood story of like a being that was supposed to scare kids. Yeah, probably a picture book. That's kind of my speed. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> You're pretty sure that this is maybe the skull of a mind flayer? Oh, really? You're like, the picture, you can kind of like picture it and you're like, this totally could be one of those if it had the big coming off of it. Hey, Quincy, you ever um, ever heard of uh, those mind flayer things? Uh, I don't know. Have I? I mean, you've been in a wizard's tower. You've probably heard of a mind flare. You maybe have never seen one, but at least you know of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, the old dude, he used to talk about that all the time. Or not all the time, once in a while. He said he had some stuff. I'm not sure, but I think it might, it could be a mind flare skull. I mean, without without all the Where's the rest of it? Without all the, and then I do the Davy Jones wiggly fingers. Yep. Um, the whole tentacle face. Yeah, without the whole tentacle face, it's kind of hard to tell, but. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, Quincy's just going to kind of see if he can dig out if he finds any more. Kind of pick and poke around. And you don't really see anything else. Um, you come back to it, Quincy, and something is bothering you, and you, you're you're poking at it with your stick, and maybe Maximus is beside you with the little the little pick, and maybe <coughs> some mining tools, and uh, you go and you're picking at it and picking at it and maybe Maximus just hits it once too hard and and you can kind of see its face crumble and crack and a chunk falls off and you can see a little glint that's inside the Mind Flayer's skull embedded behind it the front of it again and scoop that up whatever that is Um, the instant you touch it Quincy 
you kind of like make a constitution check. Check or save? Uh, sure. <laughs> Seven. Yeah. Thanks. You had a 5% chance of passing, so. I'm going to use my lucky. My sure, lucky yeah. Lucky Oh, that's better. 14. Still doesn't pass. Um, The instant you kind of reach out and grab at it, and you kind of just, you feel Maximus, you just see his hand go down and grab it, and you see him instantly kind of lock up. Like he is now adhered and affixed in this position. Oh, my back! Quincy, no words come out of your mouth. Um, It's not one of those of like, um, your mind goes blank, and as it touches this this gem or crystal of sort, the presence that was in your mind kind of like attunes with this crystal and your body as you grab it just you just slowly kind of crumple in and you you are holding this crystal as you crumple in and you feel that now that as you have this thing in your hand you hear that voice just not more like a sense or a presence you actually hear words and phrases and bits and pieces and it's you can't quite make it all out together it's it's more like too many voices and not enough structure it's like words are jumbled back and forth or they're talking over each other you can't figure it out it's like it's like a two-way radio channel and, and it's got more than one input and it's like pushing and pulling and you can hear words and phrases like are you here who am i where are we have we found them? What are we doing? And you uh, hear hey, hey guys, uh, and, and Quincy's like he's slowly kind of crumpled in, and now he's laying on the ground, and his hand is affixed, and you can see his whole arm is rigid and flexed and tense and like gripping this as like it doesn't look like he's in pain, but he is affixed in this position. Hey, hey guys, uh, it looks like Quincy's having a seizure. Get, get over here. As the rest of your party scampers over, what are you guys doing? Uh, I'm going to try Hold and him. shake Quincy. Hold his head so he doesn't smash it on something? Yeah. Make sure he doesn't bite on his tongue and choke on his spit. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I wouldn't say he's having... Well, make a medicine check, you two. Oh. I think it's a seizure. But um, I rolled uh, 15 for my medicine check. Uh, he probably just shit his pants. <laughs> what did you roll, Yeti? Eight. Perfect. You both know he's not having a seizure. You deduce that maybe there is some... How long has it been? You did detect magic and then you... Yeah, you your detect magic is gone, so... 
Yeah, it seems like fast great bonfire concentration drop on technology. Yeah. So uh, you see he's affixed to this crystal. It's definitely not hurting him, but he, you feel like it's definitely interacting with him. Should we also touch it? Maximus, you're the most expendable. Anto opens up his <laughs> his bag and he pulls this like long set of like um, tongs. Uh, yeah, like a uh, blacksmith tongs. Mm-hmm, he has mm-hmm. the blacksmith tongs because he's all about having the right tool for the right job. And he's gonna try to like get it in the cracked part of the skull and see if he can like pull Quincy's hand off of it and like grab uh, onto it. Sure, roll a strength check. Can I just pull Quincy away? Basically. My hand's wrapped around this thing. Yeah, like his hand is like a fix and he's kind of slumped again and he's he's dangling and holding on to this thing. My hands are a lot stronger than his though. Okay. Yes. If Ponto's got a grip on the gem and I got a grip on Ponto and then I can pull Ponto in one direction and Yeti can pull Quincy in the other <laughs> direction. This will go well. You're like a tug of war. Um while this is going on, Quincy, you're hearing these voices and, and is filling your mind, and it's hard to parse out. Make another cons, uh, constitution save. Twenty-two. That is good enough. You 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 feel like you're able to like push the voices out, and as you're pushing them out, you kind of hear one. You need one force pushing with you. It says, yes, that's it. Just push them back a bit. It's all right. I don't think we've met before. I've been waiting to try and talk to you. It's unique. This thing you have in your hand definitely enables me. It's nice to meet you. I was in the jar in the lab. Who are you? What jar? You remember the time before you retired, so to speak? You dropped the jar. It broke and smashed. Yeah. That was the thing in the jar. It's oh. very nice to meet you. Well, how the hell did you get in my head? Through a various orifice method. Don't worry, I didn't hit anything major on the way in. It's okay. Oh. Oh, you see okay. those gifts and abilities you have. That's that's me. That's me being nice and kind. Who are you? Oh, who? That's a good question. Maybe a question for later. That's fine. Just know that I'll be right here inside you. It'll be just fine. I promise. Okay. Uh, now, deep you're going to wake up in about two seconds. They're going to try and take this thing away from you. If they do that, I won't be able to talk to you. Just see what you can muster up, old one. Okay. And you feel Quincy as he's like grabbing you kind of just, you feel him work and squirm. He's like, and he comes to as he's holding and you're 
you're just about to try and separate them. Hey, that's mine. I'm pulling. Yeah, go ahead and make strength checks. That's mine. Hey, Ponto, is there a barbecue? Oh, you got those tongs. Uh, I got a natural 20 for my strength check, which makes yeah. it a 19. Yeah. Oh, come on. I got to roll a strength check. I uh, know you don't. My, uh, With Quincy. a minus two. <laughs> you still beat me. I got a 10. Um, so definitely uh, Quincy gets yanked and uh, and he, he gets released from the thing and it drops and falls to the ground. And it's just kind of like this weird shaped crystalline crystal. I thought Ponto's got it in his tongs. Yeah. And as like you're yanking Quincy, he pulls it out of the tongs and it like goes scattering out of his hand. It bounces in, hits the ground. Okay. And Quincy just, scrambles across the ground on his hands and knees and goes after it. While you're <laughs> in Maximus's hands and you're scrambling and you're not quite able to grab it and grasp it. Maximus, Maximus will cast Minor Illusion and make a duplicate of it sitting beside it. And Quincy's sure. going to smack Maximus in the head with his cane. It's a great use of those temporary hit points, but go right ahead. <laughs> okay, actions. I don't, I don't know if a cane's in there, but I don't know. No, it's a staff. Oh, I rolled a four to hit. <laughs> Doesn't hit. So you swing wildly over Maximus. As Maximus, your hand goes out and you speak the words of the incantation and you create a duplicate on the ground. And okay, so Quincy's going to go and scramble and pick them both up. As your I'll hand... stop them. No, no, no. Are we going into initiative here? He's already made his initiative. He's already no. taking his swing. Why are you guys Sir, trying to steal Ponto's turn oh, man. now. Ponto and Yeti get, a, get an action. I found it first. Yep. We'll go with that. Yeah. What's Ponto do? Uh, so this thing's vast experience of adventuring does so so we've all like all of us got pushed that we're holding this thing and it's fallen so yeah, are we just all in the middle of the cavern like within reaching grasp of it you're all within at least five feet of it is scampered and kind of in between as you guys are all kind of thrown back as quincy gets released and the gem goes flying but now and, there's two gems and and now there's two and Quincy uh, says, oh, oh, I think the beans from this morning are coming back. And cast Thunderclap. You can't Pon- cast yet. You got two more, Ponto's, one more person to go. Ponto's going to reach for one, and he's yeah. going to look over at Quincy, who's like right across from him, and be like, what is it, Quincy? Like, Why, why is this so important? And he's going to reach for one of them. Okay. Odds or evens? Uh, even. You, your hand goes through it. So he grabs one of them yep. and looks up at Quincy and it's like, well, I guess that's the real one. Why is this so important to you, Quincy? Because yep. he was just standing there. There's no, there's no menacing that I can come to, so I don't have a reason you, why I need him to not have it. 
look, little young feller there, you wouldn't know what, 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 what this is about old, old folk stuff. And if I, I will, I will cast guidance on Quincy to help him grab the, the thing. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Yeti, what are you doing? I'm just, uh, I'm not doing anything hostile. I just am standing there waiting for him to explain what he's doing. What happened? Tell us what happened. I was, I was out of the room when he was like paralyzed. So yep. we went in. Well, and we were, you like, were oh, all, no. you all kind of came into the room while he like was grabbing. Cause like you all Maximus shouted and you all ran in and you kind of saw him like slumped against the wall, holding it. But like definitely his hand looked like it was like tensed. And he was like, something was going on but it wasn't hurting him per se like he wasn't taking damage explain yourself it 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 spoke to me smoke are you still on the other side or did you come across when maximus said hey there's something going on with quincy uh no i was still on the uh, on the oh, other side okay all right Quincy, what did you respond? It spoke to me. And uh, he's going to try and get the crystal. Is anybody going to interfere with that? I think Maximus would want to interfere. But, I mean, I I cast my illusion and it it didn't fool anyone. Uh, Well... Well, full Ponto. I Ponto, Ponto rolled for it. Okay. Chose the illusion, and his hand went through it. So okay, so it fooled Ponto, but the point was to fool Quincy. Correct. That's why I made. That's why I rolled for it, and I chose. I asked odds or evens. So. Um, okay. Well, Quincy's, he'll cast it again, and this time there'll be four more gems. How are there four more? Well, it's I can cast within a five foot space, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. So as long as they don't take up more than five feet. Yeah, you can make however many are in that spot. That's true. So Quincy, <laughs> you're looking over at Ponto and he's like, you know, it's okay, you can you can get it. And you're kind of looking back at Maximus, and Maximus kind of makes the same hand motion. And you look back and now there's four on the ground, and you're like, what? And Maximus, what do you say? Because I feel like doing the action of minor illusion, but maybe you want to say, say something to Quincy. As oh. you can hear that he has said is talking to me and he needs he needed it. I'm just going to say, I think it's better if Ponto holds on to this. It seems to be having some ill effects, you know? Uh, I think... It's better if Ponto has a look at it first. And I'm going to try and, you know, do the, um, what's the, the egg, the pee under the cup kind of little uh, egg. The game. shell, the shell, the shell game. The That's what it's yeah, called. The shell game. Okay. Quincy, you're going up. Um, Quincy reaches down and he's going to kind of scoop away at all of them and he's going to come up and go, ha! Ah! I, I've got it. And he's going to cast press, 
prestidigitation, you create a non-magical trinket or illusionary image uh, that can fit in your hand that lasts until the end of your next turn. So it looks just like it. Okay. So you reach down to the ground and you cast prestidigitation and you pick it up. Yeah. And I'm holding it in my hand so Maximus sees it, that I have it. Okay, so does he have to roll to see if he gets the genuine article? Or he doesn't care? He's sure. Um, roll a d4? Well, I... Well, I like to roll to see if I actually get it, but, I mean, if I don't get it, I'm going to come up and cast bridge and digitate. digitation to make it Choose look a like a number I between did get 1 it. and 4 Mike 4 The real article is not in your hand. Okay. So I I cast prestidigitation. Yeah. And as if I and have it, it looks in my like hand. Quincy just picked it up and grabbed it. <laughs> so can I roll insight? Uh Sure, or, you can roll insight on it. Yeah, I mean, is it an insight thing or is it more of a? You're trying to insight into it, uh, and I'm deceiving like, him. Yeah, you are. So I roll deception deceived. against his insight. Sure, we'll go with that. Okay, I got a nineteen. I got a thirteen. Okay, sure. so you Maximus, believe it? You definitely believe that this is the genuine article in Quincy's hand. Okay. Okay. I so drop, drop minor illusion. So now I see the real one and I'm going to pounce like, for it. Oh, <laughs> and since no action was taken from Ponto and Yeti, um, Quincy, you can go for it and you pick it up and no ill, Ill, Ill adverse reaction this time. Um, just a warm, positive sensation like you have passed the first test. Young whippersnapper, you think you can trick me? <laughs> uh, there's still another cavern to go and explore. My precious. <laughs> Not quite like that, but close. Why do you want that so much? Shush. Hmm? Shush. <laughs> I got my eye on you, Quincy. Yeah, there's something weird going on here. Ponto, what do you think? Ponto's like sitting in the dirt and thinking to himself, when Quincy cast Prestidigitation, there was vocal and semantic parts to it. How did Maximus not see that he was casting a spell to grab something that was fake? <laughs> <laughs> I use my psionic abilities. Uh, no, that that's the DM when my when my group of birds try doing something. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work out how you expect it to. You can't be that sly. Um, no, I mean, like, it, it's it's a crystal that we found in uh, a mine shaft. Apart from the fact that it came from a skull that's partially broken that I didn't really know much about. I'm, I'm not that upset about it. Nothing weird happened when he picked it up the second time, so. Just a little bit weird that he's so obsessed with this. We're watching you, boy. 
Any response, Quincy? Uh, yeah, you can watch me, whatever. All right. That sounds like a perfect old man response. I don't care. I'm going to the other cavern. Uh, Toxel rolled a, a dirty 20 for stealth, and he has 60 foot of dark vision, so he goes in first. Okay. So the just... bucket's on this side now? No, Smoke's got the bucket. Smoke's got the bucket <laughs> back at his side. So you come into the last cavern, and it is... Oh, just hold on. Uh, sparkling geodes uh, greet you as you enter the cavern. The gems are partially exposed in places sticking out from the walls like glossy shards. The floor rises near the eastern wall, leaving a natural ridge with stone ramps leading up to the upward at the either end. What's the most expensive looking crystals on the wall? <laughs> I don't know. Um... They're rolling intelligence How check. Much? Sure, yeah. I'm Are you a gemologist? A yep. gemologist? I'm, I'm fucking smart, too. A sparkleologist? Okay, so that's a zero. So I'm, I'm perfect. going to go... What is your favorite color? Uh, probably white. You don't find white, but there is kind of a bright green that's close. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> bright green is close to white. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go check well, in this case, when green. there's red and purple and green, that's the closest he's gonna get. Yep, I like it. So you guys see more geodes facing again. If you guys would like to take an hour, you can mine some more. I've got my crystal. Oh, well, we could just take a long rest down here. Nice and warm. We already did that. No, we took we a long rest. rest. You could take a long rest oh. if you choose. We don't need a long rest. I do. We're fucking I do. Fine. No way. We got all our wild shapes back. Smoke needs to. He has no more rage. Oh. And uh, used all his smoke hit at this point. You probably see the group disappearing. You probably get in the bucket and wheel and pull yourself across. To join the group. Okay. I would say I'll move you across. When Smoke gets across, I'm going to say to him, Quincy's up to some weird shit. He's secreting away this weird gem that he found. Gotta keep you guys got gems, I get one too. I say, uh, so, and what's new? Well, he's never done anything like that before. He's obsessed with this thing. Hmm. Out of the ordinary. Never seen him move so fast before. I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Quincy's going to start looking along the cavern at the crystal, see if he sees any that look very like, much like the one he's got. Sure, make an uh, investigation uh, check. Well, better than zero. Investigation. Negative one to that. Okay. A five. Yeah, you don't <laughs> find anything else that looks quite like that. He's just trying to touch every gem in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> You're licking them in case they have the same taste. <laughs> just, I'm tapping them like with my we'll cane. Give Maximus will look. Okay, go ahead, Maximus. Maximus has got half proficiency with whatever this is. Um, well, you need to make <laughs> 
an investigation check, and then if you guys want to mine, you need to roll a D100, and it takes about an hour. Okay, so 17 investigation. Okay. If you guys would like to mine, then you have to say that you're going to mine. Okay, I'm going to mine. Hour. I'm going to mine for an hour. I will if we're taking a long rest. Yeah, we're doing a long rest? Yeah, let's take a long rest here on this side. Okay. I got a 41. Uh, you find a kind of like a dime-shaped geo that comes off and you have a purple tourmaline worth about 10 gold. Okay. I got my zero investigation and 44. You as well find one green, pale green tourmaline <laughs> worth about 10 gold. Great. Uh, Smoke, you gonna you gonna smack the wall with your great strength? Yeah, I'll try. Just smack the wall. Okay. Uh, make an investigation check first, and then roll a d100. Oh, uh, that's a six. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Get it. We are so bad at this. Anto is learning that he should investigate things for the party. Yeah, plus five. 88. That's why you're a leader. You're the only smart one of us. Uh, you see Smoke just kind of like tap it with a pick sack, and then you just see him wind up and just like, wham, <laughs> right in. You see the pickaxe just like get buried into the wall, and he just cracks it off and pulls off, and this kind of this large hunk comes off, and you have a 20 uh gold worth tor- red tourmaline sitting Ooh. in front of you uh ponto wants to go over to something purple sure yeah and, you can go to the purple purple spot and, and take out his his mining tools and uh i rolled an 80 for my d100 and what was your investigation check with your tinkerers? I make a tinkering check, not an investigation. If I don't know which is better for you. Uh, well, the tinkering would just be a D20 plus intelligence and proficiency. I think so. So it would be the same. I would still be plus okay. uh, So 17 either way. So 17, and what did you roll for your D100? 80. 80. Um, you again are tapping at the purple tourmalines and tap, 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 and you're kind of like working at kind of this one space where there is definitely, you can see that there's a gem and a 50 gold piece purple shiny tourmaline comes falling out of the wall in front of your feet. Okay. Just high enough to get into the next bracket. As you guys bed down for the night, uh, we'll take the end of tonight's session. Um, Mike, you can add a psi crystal to your inventory. PSI. Okay. Um. Oh, oh. But what color is it? 
Oh man, that was 93. Can I do it again? You were so close. You needed <laughs> seven more to get to the next bracket. They're all intelligence. It has no magical effect um, other than what we might discuss later. Okay. Other than that you're a warlock. Mm, nope, he's definitely a sorcerer. Just a mind-controlled sorcerer. Mm. He has taken a path of sorcery that leads him down the aberrant mind. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna have to slap him silly. Slap him straight. What? Mm. Edit. Oh, you stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us, Becker. We appreciate you jumping in. Always fun to play with you. No problem. I think you should have jumped out of the bucket. See what's down <laughs> below. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not over yet. No, it's too late. We finished <laughs> the episode. Do a samurai death at the very yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we both jump on the rope and fight to the death? Survive. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Art. Thank you, Art. Thank you. Thanks all for joining me. Interesting. Have a good night. Have a good yeah. night. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening to Perilous Pursuits. Be sure to check out our website at perilouspursuits.com for new episodes, news, and other information. In the meantime, go give your Craig Cat a walk, give your owlbear a big hug, and go play some D&D.